Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindeque. What do we call me? The good news guy. Absolutely love Tuesdays. I get to hang out with all you guys and bring you the really good news that's trending all over the world wide web and also stuff that's happening locally. It's always exciting to be spreading good news and, and talking about the good stuff. I have a massive show today, loads to fit in, but I'm sure we'll get through it. We'll be checking out our hashtag high five good news stories for the week, interviewing our Hashtag weekly great, which is Pam Green. I don't know if you guys remember the story of Joseph, who um, was a beggar that was under a bridge in Greyston. And and Pam stopped. Uh, I mean, sometimes we don't even look at the beggars. And she stopped and actually paid this guy attention, took his photo, put it up on her, on her social media, and the post went viral. So I'm quite excited to have her in studio. Um, he's found a job, and she started a, an initiative where she's getting other people jobs through this as well. Super exciting. We'll be bringing you the change one thing idea, and and this week it's important because it is Mandela Day coming up and we all need to focus on the fact that uh, we need to be giving back. I think it's just four days to go to Mandela Day and um, and we'll bring you a couple of ideas to get you involved there. But first, once a month, we invite the top South Africans to join us in a discussion about South Africa and the world. We dig deep to chat about the good stuff. This week, we have two of the top 200 male and garden young South Africans join us for the focus. Um, change agents, humanitarian and lead essay executive, Catherine constant con, now, now I'm getting it wrong you got it right you had it perfectly just before we started the show <laughs> I was practicing it can you give it to me one time Constantinides that's it it's a long surname <laughs> it's a mouthful but she's uh, she's an amazing girl along with DA city councillor thought leader and change maker David Potter they're both in studio with me what do we call you Potter Potter. Potter. <laughs> Welcome into the studio, guys. Um, we're going to be checking out all the good news stories. We're also going to be focusing on stuff that's happening in South Africa and the world and just sort of getting to the good stuff of, of what that means, whether it's corruption or load shedding or etols or whatever that is. What is the good stuff behind that and, um, and how do we find it? First, though, I need to give my listeners a bit of a brief about who you are. And I guess the best way to do that is if you do it. So um, you guys, I mean, you guys have both spectacular stories. You literally should be running your own shows here at Cliff Central. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, I've heard uh, Kath before on, on Gareth's show. You spent a long time. Um, it was very interesting, you, the, the stuff that you've done. I've, I've known you for the past two years. I met you the first time was at the Top 200 Mail and Guardian, um, it was like a day. It wasn't an awards thing. It was more of a day where we got together Absolutely. just to talk about the problems in South Africa. And I met you there, but then our paths have crossed over Lead SA, um, if various events. You do all the Miss Earth stuff. Um, and also on Twitter, we're, we're, we're quite active on Twitter. Absolutely. You and I. We engage. We, we big Twitter buddies. And I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It does make my day, but as top level as possible, because I remember when you did the Miss Earth thing, you were told, you only have like <laughs> Sorry. four and a half minutes to, to talk. If you can give us just the top level about who you are, just a quick where you're from and, and sort of what you do. So born and bred in Johannesburg, I'm very passionate about climate change. So do a lot of work around climate change, both in South Africa, across the continent and internationally as well. And I'm also the executive director of the Miss Earth um, in South Africa, Namibia, Zambia. Cote d'Ivoire and Mozambique and I have a passion for people and sustainable development of our continent and our people and I'm absolutely in love with your show and I think it is important that we share good news because the world is so 
so full of the negative stuff that this is what feeds the soul. Well, that's the thing is that there is, if you, if you open up any of the newspapers or radios or literally if you're doing anything social media space, it is generally I mean, news is bad. That's what news is about, right? The thing is, we don't highlight good stuff enough. And I, I'm really privileged through the work that I do and through Lide Say, heroes such as yourself, we find these pockets of hope and inspiration across our country. And I think those are the things that build um, our foundation to do good and to inspire us to assist more people and to get out there and to see what is actually happening um, despite the negative stuff that we're thrown at, totally. that gets thrown at us. Totally. And you, so you're uh, an executive at Leader Say. What, what do you do at Leader Say? Basically, I, I run the Leader Say program for the Prime Media Group and the idea is that we have specific focus areas and we really try to inspire active citizenship. And the idea behind active citizenship is that everyone should be doing good where they are. We don't have to all be working in an NGO to do good. We don't all have to be out in a community to do good. What can you do every single day where you are to actually bring about change? And that is possible. You don't need resources. You don't need anything but just the will to do something good. And that's an active citizen. We'll, we'll get into that stuff now because there are some really cool stories that Lead SA have been highlighting. It, there is really good stuff happening in South Africa with South Africans, which is so exciting. Um, and, and the one thing that you mentioned there, it's not about it's not about money or it's time. If you can give Absolutely. up a little bit of time, it's great. And of yourself. Of yourself. Yeah. Of yourself. Dave, same for you. I literally, I've gotten to know you in the last two years. Um, you're, you're a thought leader. You're a change maker. You're the one, one of the top 200. Uh, you're also a DA ward counselor for Indeed. what, what area? For Randburg, um, including the Randburg CBD, the suburbs of Bryanston, Hurlingham Manor, Ferndale, um, Fontainebleau, uh, serving about 23,000 registered voters in my ward. He, he's the guy that, uh, that when you're angry and you tweet, he picks that stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fill potholes, but I certainly report them. And, and I like you drive into them. Oh, wow. The DA are certainly making strides in our country, and I think the whole country is excited for the new leadership that's come in there. And um, we'll touch on that in a little bit because it is quite exciting. But I've, invi- I've invited both of you today because you're both t- top 200. There goes my voice. I sound all raspy now. This is the, the sexy radio voice. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but I want to get stuck into the news stories and stuff in a second. I first, uh, I want to get our listeners to know you. So I've, I've raffled around a couple of questions this morning and I'm going to throw them at you game show style, if that's okay. Kath, what was one of the most defining moments in your life? I think, um, when I was a little girl, I received a letter from Tata Madiba when he was president. That was definitely one of the defining moments. I've had many. Wow. And it is Mandela Day this month. So, I mean, that all sort of comes into into lights is that that's real dave why did you choose the profession that you're in i just love community i love serving the community i also want to see a greater joburg um, there's issues obviously in joburg that affect us all and i just want to be part of that change that can make a better joburg I think I think that's what you do on a daily mm-hmm. basis, and I have seen you being very active as well on Twitter. I get your newsletters. I see that you really are busy making a difference. Kath, if you won the lottery, what would you do with the money? I would build schools. Build schools? Yes. Very important. Education Absolutely. is key in this country. Absolutely. And there would be um, the standard of private schooling in our country, but they would be for free because education, we all have the right to education, but we do not have the access to it. Wow. That's huge. Absolutely. I, I'm, I think this is a, a critical foundation. If we want to move not only our country forward, but our continent, we need to educate our people and give them quality education. I think I stand with you there, and I think the country does as well. Education is key. That was one of Mandela's oh, – so one of the things that he thought, that education can change the world. Absolutely. For sure. Dave, um, what is your best childhood memory? 
I'm putting them on the spot, yeah. Sure, that is on the spot. <laughs> um, I guess one of my childhood memories that still lives me, with me today, I had an operation at two, and I still have that teddy bear from when I was two. Wow. Yeah, nearly 30, that teddy bear is 28 <laughs> years old, and in fact took a trip this week to the laundromat to get cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of our Good Stuff correspondents, Nikki Abbott, who comes in and gives us all the good news, she's really, really, really English, and she's got a pillow that she's had since she was a baby, and she, she it's like her comfort blanket that she wow. travels around with, um, which is pretty interesting. Next. Next question goes to Kath. What do you feel most proud of? I think the mo- uh, it has to be the fact that I'm a mom to the most amazing five-year-old. And, uh, yeah, he's the light of my life. And I think when my siblings graduated, seeing them graduate was definitely one of my proudest moments. Man, that's cool. Super, super cool. Uh, Dave, what is your favorite music? You are on a, on a radio show. What is your favorite Ooh. music? <laughs> I'm one of those guys just who likes the latest music, and I'll play that song over and over and over again until it's pretty much dead. Oh, wow. Um, and then move on to the next latest hit. Look, we are going to get into in a little bit. Uh, I wanted to speak about the Apple Music thing, which is flippin' cool. Um, they've done something really amazing with that, so you might enjoy the whole Apple Music uh, thing. Kath, if you could travel anywhere, where would you go and why? I think a few places that I haven't yet been that I really want to go to are Cuba, Mongolia, Definitely the Antarctic and Arctic. Very cool. Very, very cool. We're heading into our last couple of questions. Dave, how do you spend your free time? You don't have much free free time because you do, I mean, you juggle a lot of things as we all do. Um, How do you spend your free time? Sure. I've got two jobs, two full-time jobs, counselor and director. Um, Sure. I like to cycle. I just like to lie in front of the couch and watch TV and just switch off. Often it does include using my phone and checking Twitter and helping <laughs> residents across the city. But yeah, during the free moments, I'll, I'll just relax. Like I'm going to jump back here. You said you like cycling. Uh, does that mean you're going to be doing the Momentum 94.7 this year? I am doing the 94.7. Damn, you'll see me there. I'm also riding. I'm a little, <laughs> little bit nervous, but, uh, but I'm excited. Will you ride behind me or in front of me? Uh, I'm going to win eh? Okay. <laughs> That's a good attitude. <laughs> um, Kath, I don't even know if you read. What are your top three favorite books and why? Maybe just give us one. What's your favorite I book? I think Malcolm Gladwell is amazing. Ma- he is incredible. So I think if you pick up any of his books, you're just going to be filled with inspiration, insights, and food for thought. And then Mitch Album, um, his, his book, um, well, all of his books as well. I could sit for two days solid and just finish from, from cover to cover. His books are amazing. Absolutely incredible. Last question, Dave. If you were president, what is the first thing you would mm. do? I think uh, going back to education, ed- education critical in this country. Um, it's the basis of everything. Um, and yeah, ensuring greater schools, um, greater teachers, and just ensuring education is a focus of this country. It is important. And I mean, we've touched on that in a couple of times. Um, you do see that, that our kids, I mean, <clears throat> I get to meet a lot of people. We get to do a lot of charity stuff. And, and just a week or two ago, I had Ruby in here who was talking about the fact that she's, oh, she's actually in the studio behind you. You can all give her a wave. Uh, she's an intern here at Cliff Central and she started a project. She's also a lead essay hero, which yes. is flipping cool. And she started a project, um, with helping girls with sanitary pads and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things with that, when them not having sanitary pads, they're off school for days at a time. Mm-hmm. They're out of work for days at a time. So education all round is important in this country. Um, we are all about the good news and uh, this is something that I do every week it's a feature called High Five where we dive into what's happening in the world of the good stuff news
morning, everybody. Time for this week's top high five stories, where we find all the top five good news stories from around the world, courtesy of Google and the interweb. In fifth place today, the good old Taylor Swift. Now, those of you following her on social media may have known that she attempted to reach out to a South African DJ, actually, who uh, got screwed over by an airline and couldn't make a concert, promising to give her free tickets in Ireland. So that we know that Taylor's always engaged her audiences really well. She's, however, done one step further this time. She changed the donation limits on GoFundMe.com just by being so kind. Uh, she donated thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to uh, a young girl in need purely because she has the cash to give. And as a result, GoFundMe have lifted their limits from $5,000 to like half a million dollars. Really amazing. Good on you, Taylor. I might even buy a ticket to your concert. In fourth place, really, really cool story in the States about a man that's come up with a way to use Lego to transform the lives of kids with disabilities. Really cool story. Basically, he's created a way that kids can use Lego to play with their artificial limbs. And he's built Lego into these artificial limbs that the kids are wearing, making it super cool. So very cool. Well done you. We like Lego. Lego is really cool. In third place, Madeleine Stewart's changing the way the world see disabilities. Those of you that don't know, she's a Down syndrome activist who's really tried hard to change the way that... Uh, kids with dance are perceived this beautiful teen has just landed a modeling contract with a top athletic range showing the only thing down syndrome has as a bad stigma number two captain jack sparrow has left his set and visited a children's hospital in australia as uh, anybody on the web knows they're busy shooting the new pirates of the caribbean story down in australia and uh, johnny depp uh, has left the set fully clothed in full makeup and wandered in full character into a children's hospital to uh, spend some time with the kids. So uh, really, really cool to see that happening. And in first place, good old South African story. You may have seen this going viral around the web as well. Andy Larton is a baker from Somerset West who's made a difference by offering a barter system for homeless people in the area to swap bags of rubbish for food and blankets. It's really, really made a difference to the area. It's cleaning up the area. The community is 100% behind it. And that is our number one high five for this week. We'll be back again next week with more good news stories from around the web. Man, I love the good news stories. That's, um, makes me, makes me feel good. At number five there, we had Taylor Swift, who, uh, this woman, it's almost like she pays me to report stories because she's always doing good. It's at least every second or third week that I'm reporting back on what Taylor Swift does. And I really don't think it's, it's like her PR company or, or people pushing her in that direction. Taylor Swift is just a good soul. Um, in, in this story for this week, she gave, one of her followers, and she's got so many, she's got millions. She gave one of her followers a whole big donation through a website called GoFundMe. But because GoFundMe had limits on, on what they could give, um, she shot those out of the water and they've now increased all of their limits to get to, uh, helping all these kids. It's a flippin' cool story, um, happening from around the world. In the fourth place, as we heard, was the man who's come up with, uh, the use to transform kids' disabilities so that they can be playing with um, Lego and creating, it's like bionic arms and bionic legs. They literally have moving parts uh, and these kids can have fun while 
experiencing, you know, learning how to work with their disabilities. I'm going to repost that video online so that you guys can see it. Number three, Madeline Stewart. Amazing story coming out of America. She's changing the way that the world sees disabilities. The beautiful teen has just landed a modeling contract showing that the only thing Down syndrome has is a bad stigma. She's been placed as the face of a new athletic brand in America. Huge contract. She's a teenager and she looks Beautiful. The photos are just incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a flipping cool story. Number two, Captain Jack Sparrow, always getting into trouble. Johnny Depp's down in Australia, busy filming the new edition of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Nice. Yeah. And uh, he decided to leave the set fully clothed as Captain Jack Sparrow. Maybe he was waiting for a scene to start or something like that. And he made his way into a pediatric hospital in Australia and went and spent time with the kids as Jack Sparrow. Wow. Imagine your favorite, I don't know, it doesn't even have to be your favorite. Imagine a movie character. Just arriving. Just arriving. And you're a kid. It it doesn't matter even if you're an adult. I think that's just (laughs) epic. Yeah. And as an adult, it's not just Captain Jack Sparrow. It's also Johnny Depp. Yes. (laughs) It's just crazy. (laughs) It's flipping crazy. The top story for this week comes out of South Africa, and it's something that went viral on a page called South African. It's had over 2 million views. Um, It's a guy, just a guy. He's just a guy by the name of Andy Lawton. He's a baker from Somerset West. And he decided he was doing this donation program where he was collecting food and, and goods from all the other restaurants and cafes and bars and uh, shops around the area. And he was collecting them and handing them out. He decided that instead of just giving it away, he would get homeless people to get their dignity back and do something for the donations. So in the morning, they arrive at his bakery or at his shop at his homeless shelter. And he gives them a numbered bag, a garbage refusal refusal bag. Gives them a numbered bag and off they go and they clean up the streets of Somerset West. When they come back with a bag, if it's one bag, they get a meal. So there's your breakfast, lunch or dinner. If they bring more bags, it's a bartering system. So five bags equals a new pair of clothes. Ten bags equals a blanket to keep you warm. And literally, the homeless have got a job to clean up Somerset West. And at the same time, they're getting something back for it. So he's created this huge viral trend. Um, and, and the rest of South Africa, if you look at the comments on Facebook, they're all going, we need to start this in our municipality. We need to get this going. I don't know how viable it would be. And you'd be able to tell us from a... Well, you can see how clean Somerset West is. I travel there quite regularly. Um, very clean. And definitely something you could do in Joburg. And we do see them at the intersections. William Nicola and Peter Place. There's a lady there who collects rubbish at the intersection. Well, you do. You get. You, I mean, is that legal to have someone on the side of the road you, when you stop at an intersection and someone's there with a the bag and they want to collect the garbage out of your car? It's, how legal is it's that? It's probably not legal, and the, and the JMPD is on a huge drive to ensure that that does not take place. One, the legality, yes, and two, the road safety of the of the motorists and the pedestrians that are actually collecting the rubbish. It does become if you have people on the side of the road, um, and we do. We have a lot of people. I think the statistic is 52% of South Africans live on under eight rand a day sure. something scary like that and um the the people on the side of the road are literally when you get to an intersection a main intersection like let's talk william nickel anywhere on william nickel you're going to get five or six people in each lane that are there either selling begging asking for garbage and um, washing your windows mm-hmm. so it does get a little bit intrusive and some of those guys might not just be there to beg it might be that they're trying to hijack or so i can see where, where that fine line is well, that happens at, at large intersections at Greystone and M1, and there's a large number of hijackers that, that lurk there. And as they look like they're trying to sell you something or wash a window, then they smash and grab you. Jeez. Not a good place. With, with regards to smash and grabs and, and hijackings and where we are currently in the country, load shedding. That plays a big part with our intersections just going all moggy. Um, I know that we have the insurance pointsmen who come through when we do have those situations when the lights go out. Um, but it's not always, it's not always 
there. They're not always there. When you stop at an intersection, uh, the, the load shedding is hit, um, and there are vagrants and uh, no, no one there to control the traffic. Is that a is that a problem at the moment? Yes, there's only about um, twenty. Um, pointsman, uh, currently employed privately by the city, funded by outsurance. Um, the, there are about 2,400 traffic signals across the city. Wow. Um, when there's load shedding, upwards of 200 plus intersections can go down. Um, the city did fund a campaign to install UPS devices at each intersection, probably around 600 in the city. And um, unfortunately, those were um, vandalized and the batteries stolen out of them. Understand people don't have electricity. And then they steal the batteries. Um, so yeah, we're back to square one. We're using solar power at about 10 or so intersections. Um, so the rest need to be managed by pointsmen. The solar power at intersections, that's a great idea. Why are we not doing more of it? Great idea. Um, there's issues around the, ad- the advertising space at the intersection. I think the city is working on it. Um, but unfortunately it's a bit slow. We've had since about 2008, since the first load shedding hit us to sort this out some seven years later we still have only a very few number of um, traffic lights and I'm sure businesses in this country and especially in the city of Joburg would love to have um, the adverts put right outside their buildings and proudly sponsored by X big brand we see it in Santon we see it at Nedbank um, we see it with Avis, etc. It's, it's great advertising space that everybody sees and is very thankful for daily as they go through and realize um, this intersection is powered by a massive brand. So if there are any corporates that are listening, I think you need to get hold of the city of Joburg or David himself so that we can get you advertising and sponsoring our intersections during load shedding. Catherine, has there been any good stories that have come out of load shedding? I mean, there's so many people in South Africa that are doing amazing things, and I always find that the amazing South Africans come out where when, when the chips are down, when things aren't going great and the load shedding's kicking in, you always find those guys that are there to be entrepreneurs and to change the way that, that load shedding will work for us. Have you seen any of that with Lead SA? Well, I think that they... There are a lot of people who have taken advantage of looking at different ways of using specifically solar energy and looking at the renewable energy mix and trying to optimize what they can do um, despite the challenge, the great challenge of load shedding. How can they use that as an opportunity to come up with a great solution? So there are some really great things that are happening, but I think that, you know, David's mentioned um, there are from a city municipality perspective, even from a, a higher level um, at a department level, there are huge challenges to get things going to scale. So there are amazing programs and projects around the country using renewable energy, looking at uh, mobilizing communities to become innovative within those spaces. And they are great stories and, and things that have come out of that. But the problem is taking things to scale, there are so many um, sort of there's just so many barriers and there's so, there's so much red tape to try and get through that years later, things have not been taken to scale and we still sit with that very same problem. And I think that's the biggest challenge that, that entrepreneurs face with specifically within the, the energy space. I think what's also, what's, what's also huge at the moment is, is South Africans are realizing that, that energy and electricity is not a given right. Mm. So the fact that we have it, you need to preserve it. And when you're at home, switch off the lights you're not using. Unplug the things that you're not doing. Uh, geezers, like switch them off. Dave, you were saying? Uh, yeah, there's a, uh, City Power's just launched their new smart meters and it comes with a device that sits in your house and that can monitor your electricity usage every day, week, year. So there you actually learn, gee, wow, today I use 60 kilowatt hours. Well, if I 
switch off these certain lights, I can actually reduce that. It becomes quite a game in a house that you actually run around turning lights off. And I guess it can be quite irritating uh, with the kids and, and adults. <laughs> but yeah, that helps you to switch, switch power, uh, switch lights off and save power. I think it makes you, it makes you more responsible. So more you- responsible and more conscious because it's affecting our pocket. Mm-hmm. So because we have to outlay more money, it's the only reason that we're paying attention in the way that we are. Because, um, 10 years ago, no one even thought about the energy usage. They never, you know, electricity is going up um, or might go up, but we didn't think of of what we could do to reduce our energy consumption. We're only doing this because it's affecting our pocket, which isn't such a bad thing because now we are more conscien- conscious and more um, aware of what we switch on and where we're sitting and how we're using the energy we do have. But it's something that we need to be really pay more attention to because – we do not have the privilege of electricity anymore. No. And, and one of the things, um, you're not, I mean, you do Miss Earth as well. How is electricity consumption affecting global warming and the way that we use our resources on the world? That's just a huge way to Absolutely. look at it. Absolutely. It's a huge thing. It's not just the money that you're spending. It's what's the coal the mining, the impact on the, on the environment. So that's just a quite a big thing. We, we really have to push, I think, as active citizens and myself, my biggest thing is to push for a renewable energy mix. We can't just get rid of coal. That's fine. And we've got to accept that. But what are we doing to ensure that we're using the natural resources we have, such as sunshine, wind? The, the biggest. So, I Absolutely. mean, South Africa, we have something stupid like 330 days a year of sun. Exactly. Are you joking? And we're not using that. And that's because the initial outlay is so big. However, if we look at a long-term plan, and I think this is the, one of the biggest challenges we face, we don't plan long-term. So if we look at a, a 50-year or 100-year strategy for our country's energy consumption, we would invest in solar energy and we would invest and there are amazing pilot projects that have happened across the country where they are it's unbelievable what the what the outcome is and what the results are showing however it's that initial outlay um, for renewable energy that we're not putting that investment um, behind and unfortunately it comes into politics and corruption because we've got to look at who is behind the coal mines who is benefiting from the coal and nuclear power stations we have so once again, we've got to look at sort of who who are the players in the space. So why are we not moving forward? Totally. And there's lots of solar farms that are happening around the world mm-hmm. using lots of massive farmlands and putting solar out there. Perfect I, place for South Africa to do that with our sun. I think I saw last week that we had one big solar farm go online just outside of Kimberley. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to produce enough electricity to look after 80,000 houses. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exciting. And that's entrepreneurial. That's Absolutely. going, we, we have a, we have a problem in South Africa, uh, but we have this resource called the sun. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Like, let's get that. Let's use that. Let's make it work. It's unbelievable. And this could be taken to scale. This can happen in other parts of the country as well and there are great pilot projects happening with wind um, and and wave electricity as well flipping amazing you did touch on corruption not not exactly where we want to go in the good stuff show but it's the reality Absolutely. and and wherever we look we said there's good news but there's news as well and news is everywhere south africa is i mean we are plagued with corruption and i don't think maybe it's wrong of me to say south africa the world the human race is plagued with corruption. Um, what is uh, what is the impact for us as youth? What are we doing to change that outlook? Uh, when you get stopped at a, I don't know, when you get stopped at a, a 
red light, not a red light, when you get stopped at a roadblock and they go, you have traffic fines outstanding and you bribe someone, that's corruption. That, that is corruption. And we need to start changing that as the youth. Are there people making impact again? The lead essay sort of crowd, the people that you see come into, uh, the people are nominated, right? That's how lead essay works. Absolutely. With the lead essay heroes, people are nominated and then they go through a nomination process and each month a youth hero and a uh, hero over 21 is chosen. And then those sort of go into a pool for the lead essay heroes of the year. And do you see people fighting corruption through lead essay? Is there people that are doing things to change the corruption in South Africa? There are. Um, you know, there, there are people that, that specifically focus on corruption, on on crime. Um, within the crime space, there are amazing people doing great things. And I, we actually see people in communities, and I'm sure David's got hundreds of stories like this, but, for example, there's a community out in the south of Joburg, and ordinary neighbors decided to put together a WhatsApp group. That WhatsApp group has has spiraled. And um, the gentleman, Zubir Patel, from the Ridgeway Community uh, Forum, this is not a policing forum, but these people, they have got about 60 people who go out every single night. Now, these are fathers or mothers that patrol that community every single night. And over the last three months, not a single um, uh Big crime has been reported in that area. And these are ordinary South Africans who have eight to five jobs. None of them are in with, within the crime space, yet they have decided to take responsibility for their community. And through this WhatsApp group that is active throughout the day and night, they have managed to curb corruption just in their small community. The work that they do is unbelievable. If somebody says, I hear a dog barking, people go out and check what's going on. It's really about what we do to make sure that we don't have to we don't have to just point fingers what are we doing about those situations and yes the the police are responsible and they should be looking after us but what are we doing to safeguard our own communities the same thing with corruption it takes two people to be corrupt so we can point fingers at the metro cops and at government officials in home affairs or wherever else they might be but if they corrupt and and you engage in that conversation you're just as corrupt. Wow. That's, I mean, that's thought provoking and the truth. Absolutely. It is the truth. It's so simple, but we are so quick to point fingers and to have a mouthful to say about the guy that's trying to sell you a passport or an easy access to an ID book, whatever it might be. But if you've engaged in that conversation and you've asked him the price, part of it. you've already a part of it. So you can't, you can't say, Oh, you know, these people are corrupt. You are as corrupt as that person. Wow. I've just pulled the stats. Um, we're 67 out of 175 countries that's perceived as corrupt. Number 67. Number 67. We rank 67. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm not proud of that. No. So we need to change that. We, yeah. need, we need to all be ambassadors for our own country and our own anti-corruption kind of hotlines in our own lives and just stop that. I think as the youth, it is, and it sounds so cliche, but children of the future. So through education, through knowledge, and, and through knowing that we can make the change, that's exactly what we need to do. And And... People that are listening right now, that's the, de- the decision that you have to make. You have to go out into your daily lives and choose not to be corrupt in a corrupt world. And I think that I have to say I, I'm a firm believer that young people and the youth are not just the tomorrow. They are the today because our our world has become one that is so young. And th- the access that young people have to technology and information is unlike anything ever before in any generation. So they are definitely the now. And if we can bring up our children to to know 
good from wrong and for them to not even understand what corruption is, then we're doing the right thing. For them to understand corruption, why have we taught them that way? Why have we given them that mindset um, as sort of a point of departure? We really need to, to change the status quo from how we bring up our children in societies, how we allow them to relate to other people and how we get them to understand right from wrong. Look, I think this, the, the work that both of you are doing are changing those things. You are looking at it and, and looking at it and going, we need to. The, the Lead SA platform is amazing because it gives people uh, something to look up to, something to, something to aspire to. And, and the people that you feature is incredible. It is really phenomenal. I was going through the website. Um, you've got 13 pages of, of just phenomenal people that have done great things in this country. And it is something to look up to. So it's always awesome. good. Thank you so much. One of the cool things, um, one of the lists that we want to be on and that we are on, uh, CNN Tourism have just named Cape Town. Um, I don't know if you saw that. They named them the world's best city, number nine. Sure, that's not bad. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's something to be a proud of. Yep. And it's, how do, how it's do, South Africa. How do we get a? How do we get four ways Johannesburg in that list as well? well four ways in Johannesburg have started. There's a good news story out of there. There's a central improvement district that's tidying up um, William Nickel and Vidkopen. Um, they actually launched last week. So that whole stretch of William Nichols should be tidy. Wow. I know right outside the McDonald's and Fourish Crossing, it's usually a bit of a dump out there. Um, we both there's, know that well. Yeah. And uh, look, I live in the area, yeah. so you see it every day. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's cleaning now taking place. Um, company Urban Genesis, they manage Sant and CBD. They're busy tidying up that intersection. So we should see some great changes there. We just need to keep the thing with taxis. Um, we need to encourage businesses to allow proper taxi drop offs so they don't just stop in the middle of the road. And that, again, starts with us as, as building contractors, ex- um, architects. We need to allow for that. I think it's also a change of thought because you look at a taxi and you think, oh, like, yeah, they come again. But it's actually, it's public transport for majority of South yeah. Africa. Yeah. And if we can, if we can harness that and create a space for them to pick up and, and drop off, yeah. it'll just make it easier for everybody else on the road. Yeah. I always say, and it's something that I tweet quite often, um, you aren't in traffic, you are the traffic so just realize that when you realize that it's a different perspective you are the traffic uh, and everybody else around you is stuck in exactly what you are just remember that when you're on the roads Um, but that's exciting i hope that four ways does come somewhere on the list we can only hope uh two more stories before we bring in pam it's international something that happened last night not great something i just want to touch on um there was a girl by the name of georgie and it's it's spelled j georgie mcmahon McMahal, maybe she's Irish, who knows. But um, this girl, 18 years old, she was filmed bullying two other girls. They all kind of looked the same age. The two girls were younger. They were 14. Um, and it was filmed and it was put up on social media. This all happened on Saturday. It was put on social media last night at about 6 p.m. Within 45 minutes, that post had literally gone viral. There were numerous pages um, that, that were created. And, uh, and, and they were literally, it was a witch hunt calling for Georgie's head. I've never in my life, like I understand bullying is bad and I get it. We shouldn't have bullies in our society, but I think mass bullying on social media, when you bully a bully, it doesn't help anything. It doesn't change the situation. That bullying came from somewhere. That, that, whatever that angst is, it comes from someplace. It's her parents. It's her upbringing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nurture. Like that, that really does come from somewhere. And social media jumped on board and there were hundreds of thousands of people that were sending, not her because she closed down all her social platforms, but they were sending messages meant for her that I, I, I couldn't even repeat. The one girl, I, I took a screen grab because I had a bit of an argument with her on social media. And she said, I hope someone puts her mouth over a curb and stamps on her rotten little head. Her name is here. Her name's Herbie Hansgrace. And she put that on social media without even caring 
Like, who speaks like that? And she's young now. What happens when she's 25 needing to find a job? I was, that's one thing that I, that I speak about when I do my talks, is that you can never ever erase what you put on social media. <laughs> so this poor girl, she may have been a bully. It's out of context. We don't know the story. We don't know what had happened. We only got a piece of the video. It was one and a half minutes. And the whole of the UK in Bir- Birmingham, um, they, they were spreading her address and her telephone number on social media. People, it was a proper witch hunt. I've never ever ever in my life and I just think um, that story there it's not in South Africa but I think people can always be more responsible with what they post online not so it hasn't happened here pretty sure it's happened here it most probably has um, there's a lot of kids I had I had a show a couple of weeks ago about bullying and, and one of the things that I put in my Facebook states is, is this poor Georgie girl she may have been a bully and, and that's very sad that she's a bully it's very sad that, that the video went viral what's worse is the people that are posting things mm-hmm. to her because Three hours, three hours before that, she only had a hundred friends on Twitter. She doesn't have the coping mechanism to deal with all of that influx of hate mail. No, I don't think anybody does. It's not, it's not a natural response. So I just think, um, when you do post stuff online, be a little bit responsible. Um, I, I choose to share good stuff and, and I see Kath does as well. It's something that we do inspire. Use your news feed as your own magazine, your platform for someone else to read. If you wouldn't post it in a newspaper, don't put it on your social media platform. I love that. Yeah. That it's your, really it's your magazine. It. It's like, how do people, if someone has to go onto my timeline and they see my Facebook or my Twitter, John is sitting there staring at me because he gets so annoyed by all my posts. He's told me before. It's one of our <laughs> producers in studio. Um, and, and the point is, if someone goes back onto my timeline, I want them to go that, that that's an okay guy. Like he's not really batshit crazy. Like he, he doesn't post really crazy stuff. And I think that, that needs to be something that we all do is be a little bit more responsible with our posts. The last thing is, um, Apple music. I don't know if you've seen it. I uh, haven't, no. Industry has changed completely. I downloaded it. Well, it downloaded automatically onto our I phones. I got the update, yeah. Yeah. Last like, week. like a week ago. And you were going, what? Like, why does, I've got a different app. I'm not too sure how it works. Well, I'm going to tell you. Um, I, I was under the belief that, that kids now in high school will never ever know what it was like to buy music because we used to save up we used to go to those stores like Musica or Look and Listen or whatever they were called back in the day and you would go and you'd buy your CD like that, that was big money and, and for your birthday you would go oh I really want the Counting Crows album or whatever that is and um, and kids that nowadays don't know that if they want something they will search for the torrent get it download it illegally and um, they'll have that music which is so it's, it's a different space it's a digital space Apple Music have gone okay or Apple have gone okay we'll we'll up you on that one. We'll make it simpler for you to download music, to own the music, to have it, all for just $9 a month. You pay $9. I cannot explain to you the difference that I've had it for three or four days and my whole music library has just changed. You, um, you'll listen to a song whether uh, that new song, fart song, you'll listen to it. And as you're finished listening, finished, finishing listening to it, uh, Apple Music already gives you another song that will match what you've just listened to. So you'd like this and you can choose to then save it to your library. You just click save, save, save. Uh, it is the most phenomenal thing. And I think the music industry is going to boom because of it. What was your first CD that you bought? Uh, pfft, damn, uh, like monster hits. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the now We've now gone around 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 I think we're now Like 21 or something Now 1 million yeah. What was your first CD? Sure Off the top of my head Spice Girls <laughs> Don't judge <laughs> No judging yet um, This is the good stuff On Cliff Central It's time For a WeChat workout WeChat Go to the Cliff Central account Tab connect Then message to show Hello 
Hi, Dave from A1 Builders in Pretoria. Yeah. It's Dan. I found your number on the internet, and I need you to build me a room, the purpose of which I cannot disclose. What? Fine. It's a sunroom. Can you start immediately? It's 4 a.m. I'm sure it's 4 a.m. somewhere, Dave, but here in SA, it's 10. You mean USA? There's more than one Pretoria out there. For the quickest and most efficient way to find what you're looking for, start your search with yellowpages.co.za or download the app. Yellow Pages, for local, reliable results. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. Man, what an apt ad. It was about the future leaders of tomorrow. We've got Pam Green in studio. I don't know if you remember the story. I'll briefly touch on it. It's also something that went viral in South Africa. Joseph Pukebe was begging at an intersection, but he wasn't begging for money or food. He was holding his CV and actually begging for a job. That's what it's come to in South Africa. And apparently his marks were quite good as well uh, in the photos that, that were taken. It was this honest approach that struck a chord with Pam Green when she met him. She took a couple of photos and posted them online and... The rest is history. The post went viral. Joseph received thousands of job offers. He has now started a job and, and a whole lot more has come his way. And, and Pam has a new initiative in her life called hashtag second chances. Pam is in studio to chat about what happened and how her life has changed. Welcome to the good stuff, Pam. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Man, it's good to have you here. It's, it's so exciting to meet inspirational people that, um, I mean, you get a lot of people that that uh, the story has already blown over, or this is new. This is something that you've done, and it is absolutely phenomenal. I'm honoured to have you in studio because I, I believe what you, your your way of thinking is in line with my belief, which is rad. That's amazing to hear. Thank you. Nah. It's not every day that someone takes the time to actually even look at someone standing on the side of the road. We've got this, we've got this way as South Africans of when someone's on the side of the road to sort of look away because you don't want to give anybody. Look straight, look straight, don't make eye contact. It's exactly the way it is. But you chose not only to look at Joseph, but to speak to him, to take a photograph and to try and help him. What, what happened that day? So just in general, I do try and always make eye contact with beggars on the side of the road or um, people selling homeless talk magazines, etc. And I always try, if possible, to at least ask their name and say, I'm sorry, I don't have anything for them that day. Uh, that's an initiative that I try and get all my friends to do as well. Um, but with Joseph, I happened to actually be driving to take my car for an insurance claim assessment. I'd had my first car accident the week before, um, and which I was quite upset about and annoyed. And I was driving along and I turned down the wrong road and there was Joseph standing at the robot and I was trying to figure out where to go and I actually didn't notice him as such. I just noticed somebody by my window as I was driving through the robot and about a hundred meters down the road I noticed, I remembered that he wasn't holding a normal sign. There was something different about what he was holding and I thought, hold on. This is why I had an accident. This is why I have to be at this robot. I have to go back and speak to him. Um, and I did a U-turn on the busiest road in Santon and uh, 
got a lot of people hooting at me, went back, found him, parked my car on the side of the road, and as you say, the rest is history. Jeez. Wow. You, it's, it it wow. gives me goosebumps because yeah. um, it's the universe working... Hundred percent. In its in its way that it does. Uh it brought you to that point. Um it's it's so crazy how you didn't realise it at the time, but only a hundred meters later, you were like, Hold on, hold on. That that I mean, that was a, something else. There wasn't a sign, there was a matrix certificate. And I right. was there for a reason. I need to go back and, and I need to I need to talk to this guy. Like that's right. something that I need to do. What did you think the response would be? When you when you took that little photo and you put it onto your, your it was on your personal Facebook, right? On my right? personal Facebook, yes. You put it on your personal Facebook so only your friends could see it. Yes. I and, made it a public post. Okay. I have done a few posts um in the last um few months which have also had a good response, nothing quite like this. Um and so I knew to make it public. Um and I put on my profile. I also naively I guess uh sent 20 of my friends WhatsApp messages <laughs> and said, can you please go into my Facebook? I'm at it again. Just go share my post, make sure it's public and, and see if we can get this guy a job. Um, and, and, and what was your response? I mean, you, a couple of, you told a couple of friends, you posted on your Facebook. What happened then? Okay. So that was at about two thirty on the Monday. I then, um, drove back to work and sat at my desk. And the next thing, my phone within an hour, my phone started to beep really often. So I put it, I took the vibrator off and put it on silent. Um, by six o'clock that night, my friends and I were sitting around, like giggling at my phone. We had the sound back on and we, we it was making a noise that I can't explain. It didn't know which noise to make first, which notification <laughs> was coming through first. And, and we just, we just sat there and laughed. It was, it was absolutely unbelievable. And eventually, like the, there was one sound that I will remember for the rest of my life. And I think I'm addicted to it now. Like all I want is to hear that sound again. When I burst into tears and I knew I'd be able to go back and find Joseph the next day and tell him he had a job and he had a new life and he had a second chance at what we believe is, is, you know, a great life and, and he could have it. That's amazing. That's so incredible. Where's Joseph now? I just spoke to Joseph while I was waiting to come on. Um, he is currently waiting in home affairs to, he had lost his ID. It had been stolen from him while he was on the streets. He had an affidavit and he's in line waiting to receive his, his new ID book. And then he's off to the bank to open his bank account for his first salary to be wow. paid into at the end of this month. So he's, wow. he's got a job now. Where is he working? He's working for a company called Locomute. Uh, it's a car sharing company. They're based in Centurion. He finished his first week of work last week. Um, and on the weekend, he moved into his new apartment. Okay, so that that's the other side of this is yes. that he didn't just get a job. There were no. people that jumped on board that were like, "We're gonna we're gonna give him a home because he's homeless. Wow. Um, yes. We're gonna help him with an apartment. We are gonna help him. Um, from what I understand, and, and and tell me if I'm wrong, but he living on the streets, he had a drug. There, there was some drug yes. history. Yes. So someone has jumped on board and said, "We will pay for him to go to rehab and and to sort himself out." This whole this this whole story, he really does have a second chance at life. Mm. Correct. So the, the Joseph story, as well as all the other profiles that I have been putting onto my new initiative, Second Chances, is not just about a job. It's literally about giving somebody a, a second chance at life, a new lease on life. For Joseph, that means getting him a job, which will allow him to earn a salary. It will, it's given him a place to stay. Yes, he does have a drug, a drug problem, which I think majority of people living on the streets do have, understandably. I think that's, I'd be the same. That's one of the things that I said during my, my sort of neck nomination phase. A lot of media jumps on board and said, why are you giving someone money? They can go and use it for drugs and alcohol. And this, I'll stand by this. If that's mm-hmm. what it takes to help them get through the night, 
I'm okay with that. If 100%. that's what it takes, if, if that's what it takes, I don't know what it's like to live on the streets. I have no idea. And I wouldn't w- want to be put in those shoes. Right. Um, but there is, there's a lot of, the, a lot of our street kids and our, uh, even adults, they're using Nayope and all sorts of things. Yes. And, and we do want to get them off it, but they need a lot more than just getting them off drugs. Cause what happens when you get them off drugs? They're still on the road. They're still on the streets. Whereas right. with second chances, your initiative, it's all encompassing. That's it. Which is phenomenal. Exactly. So I feel like I've adopted a second child in Joseph, although he's going to grow up a lot faster than my son will. Um, but yes, so we have found people that are prepared to pay um, for rehab. We are looking for an outpatient rehab that will accept him. Joseph is very adamant that he wants to work and be in the real world while going to rehab. He doesn't want to be wrapped in cotton wool and then have to come back out. Um, he is the most incredible man I've met. He is super intelligent. He deserves every opportunity he's getting, and we just hope that he holds on to his second chance and makes the most of it. Man, you're an inspiration, and <laughs> what's really cool to see is that he's inspiring you even more. It's like this... this it's just a snowball of inspiration. Well, the most incredible thing, and I've said this to all my friends, I thought I was giving Joseph a second chance. In fact, he's given me a second chance. This is something I've always wanted to do and never had the platform to do it, and he's created that for me. So together, we, we're... Unbeatable. Okay, from from this, you've started now second chances. Yes. Um, the initiative. What is it about? What is the whole idea behind second chances? So, just as the name says, it's giving people a second chance. It's not just for homeless people looking for jobs, although that is the majority of the response that we've received. But it's helping kids get into school that parents can't afford to give them an education. It's helping. I put a post last night. Um, the most exquisite young girl who enters beauty pageants and comes from a single mom home who can't afford to buy her the beautiful dresses and shoes and everything that comes with that. And we're looking for sponsorships for her so that she can have a second chance at fulfilling her dream. It's really inspiring people to believe again that dreams come true, that the world is not full of negativities only, and that if you dream it and you believe it, it will happen. Wow. I'm inspired. Thanks. Yeah. I'm Unbelievable. Inspired. The story... We have to keep sharing the story because this story is what ordinary South Africans can do to change people's lives. It's unbelievable. Well done. Yep, Thank you. I, Thanks. I, awesome. And I get many, many emails. In fact, I got one just a few hours ago. There's so many homeless people in my ward um, living along the Ferndale Sprait. And uh, one resident this morning giving me a hard time about what am I going to do about it? Well, actually, there's no real immediate solution. So we need more of you. We need to duplicate what you do. Yeah. We need to duplicate these efforts to help get these kind of homeless people that are actually just mm-hmm. just like you and I that just need that second chance and that hope. Wow. There's so, so much potential out on the streets and, and we're looking for it in offices, but they really are everywhere and, and we need to, the most important thing I, I start every profile of mine on the second chances campaign with the person's name and a picture of them. We need to give these people a face. We need to give them a name. And as soon as we do that, we bring the humanity back into their lives and the dignity back into their lives and we can give them a second chance. I love that. I think a lot of South Africans, we have become numb to the fact that there are people that are homeless and are on the side of the road because we see so much of it. So you actually do, I mean, you, someone comes up to your side window with a board and you don't actually realize you, they're not there. You don't mm-hmm. treat them like human beings. And mm-hmm. I think what you did, uh, it's, a, it's huge and, and a lot of people need to follow suit. Thank you. I hope they do and I hope um, that I do inspire people. That's also part of our Mandela Day initiative that we want to run. Well, there, there, it's Mandela Day. What are we doing for Mandela Day? 
So second chances for Mandela Day. I've put an event up on the page. We are trying to and hoping to change at least 67 lives and give them second chances before and including on Saturday. And then we are also looking to have hoodies and thermal long sleeve tops uh, printed and handed out. Unfortunately, our sponsor fell through, so we are looking for another sponsor for that, um, where we'll be handing them out to guys on the road and hopefully when you see them wearing a second chance t-shirt saying that I deserve a second chance, people will be inspired to stop and whether it be giving them five rand, giving them food to eat or simply asking what their name is and shaking their hand. We hope that that's something we can do on Mandela Day. Love that initiative. Wow. Um, what, what are your plans for the future with second chances? My dreams or my plans? Dreams. Dream, I'm dreams hoping are that plans. they'll be the same. <laughs> uh, my dreams and my plans for second chances is literally that Joseph is the first of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that we can get off the street, that dreams, their dreams can come true and we can change their lives. I think Joseph proved to us before anything that, that this can happen. Um, and I just hope to continue inspiring through second chances people to remember that everyone's human. Everyone deserves a chance no matter what their material status. So from your one post, I've actually seen three or four um, from just random people mm-hmm. that are now taking what you've done and, and just using their social media magazine um, to put it out there and go, hey, I actually care for this guy. He's on the corner down the road from my house. Um, he is really good at welding. If anybody can assist him, mm-hmm. please. This guy, he's, he's a good guy. He, he's there because he doesn't have a home or he doesn't have a job. And I've seen it. There's other people in South Africa that have got the same thinking as you. Yes. So, um, 100%. I see this going places. I see this being, this is your, your dream will become a plan. I really, really hope so. That will be the most humbling thing to happen in my life. This is, as I said, my second chance. I related and I relate to the people that I see because I had similar experiences myself. Um, and I relied on people to keep my dignity intact and to, and to carry me through my hard times. So it would be an absolute dream come true. Amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. How do followers get in touch with you just so they can stay up to date? If there's any corporates that want to jump on board and help sponsor, or if there's anybody else that wants to follow your suit, how do they, how do they get in touch with you? Okay. So there's my Facebook page. My personal profile is Pam Green. My page for second chances is Pam Green hashtag second chances. My email address is pam.groman, which is G-R-A-U-M-A-N at gmail.com. And my Twitter handle is Pam Green underscore 17. I'm going to retweet all of that so that we can put it out there and you can get hold of everybody that's been on the show today. We're nearly out of time. I'm going to push this through because I have to do it. Um, change one thing this week is, is about thinking bigger than just Mandela Day. Uh, Mandela did more than just one day of good a year. And I think as South Africans, yes, 67 minutes is great. But if you had to do something every day, it would be even better. And that as South Africans, we can do. We've got something inside of us called Ubuntu. It's real. That thing there is real. Um, follow Lead Essay. Listen to the stories and, and what's going on there. And also initiatives like Second Chances. It's, it's inspirational to get involved in these elements and, um, be, be good South Africans. That's, that's what it's all about. I've got a cool website to give you ideas. Um, if you guys want to get involved in Mandela Day, it's basically, I call it a dating site for charities. And I know that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> It sounds really ridiculous. But the, the website is called forgood.co.za. Um, and it's F-O-R-G-O-O-D.co.za. And they, you could be sitting there and be going, Oh, I, I love these shoes, but I want to give them away. It's a size seven for you. Um, who needs them? And it pushes you to all the charities that need a size seven 
Shoe. Uh, most incredible thing. So if you don't have plans for, for Mandela Day and you're looking for something to do, it's easy. It's forgood.co.za. You've tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central. This is Cliff Central, not Central. <laughs> <laughs> My enunciation is terrible today. Dave, Kath, Pam, it's been amazing having you in studio. Thank you Thank so you. much. Um, I'm inspired to go do good right now, actually. So if there's Yay, let's go. There's anybody. plenty of people waiting on the streets. <laughs> Done. When we're out here, you and I are going to go do something. Fantastic. Um, it's been a great show. I love sharing time with you. I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, it is from Madiba for Madiba Day. I'm a fundamentally an optimist. Whether that comes from nature or nurture, I cannot say. Part of being optimistic is, is keeping one's head pointed towards the sun and one's feet moving forward. There were many dark moments when my faith in humanity was sorely tested, but I would not and could not. Give myself up to despair. When people are determined, when people are determined, they can overcome anything. That's the good stuff for this week. Don't forget to tune into uh, all of our podcasts on cliffcentral.com, on iTunes, on all the different platforms. Follow me, Brent Lindeque, cliffcentral.com. I need to wrap up. Thanks and only good things. Cliffcentral.com.